This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. This episode is brought to you by Daily Dose of Health. Many moms, including myself, put our health and fitness goals at the bottom of our priority list. Often the world of fitness and working out can be overwhelming and not welcoming for moms who don't necessarily have time to micromanage every meal or completely change their lifestyle. If you're like me, the thought of all that can sometimes prevent you from getting started. And not to mention there are so many moms who experience diastasis recti or pelvic floor issues and many conventional fitness programs just skim past these issues and have a very cookie cutter approach that they apply to everyone. Tiana Daly is a Team Strong Girls coach, a pre- and postnatal fitness specialist, and a holistic nutritionist. She prides herself in helping moms transform their bodies, lifestyle, and habits for good without deprivation, dieting, or punishing their body through exercise. To find out about this system that's transformed the lives of thousands of women and moms, head to www.dailydoseofhealth.com forward slash training, and that's daily, D-A-L-Y. Check out the episode notes for more details. All right, it is the Tuesday episode, which means it is just me talking to myself in my bedroom. Right now, it is Monday morning. I initially wanted to record this podcast last week because we're moving this week, so things just feel really busy and I have a million things that I want to get done. But when I put it out on Instagram for you guys to message me things that you found you discovered about yourself after having a child, I loved the responses so much that I um, wanted to wait to record it today so that I could make notes and write down uh, all the things that you guys sent in. So I dropped Milo off at daycare this morning, came home, made notes, ate some toast with peanut butter even though I'm trying to avoid gluten and now I am going to record this and upload it and run around the city like a chicken with their head cut off doing various errands. Uh, We get the keys to our new house today hopefully which is so exciting. So my plan this week is to go clean the new house, even though we're probably going to have to clean it again after the movers move everything in, but that's fine. I wanted to do like a deep clean uh, this week before we move on Thursday. And then I have to finish up packing. I want to clean up this house a little bit. And yeah, 
donating a bunch of stuff, trying to get stuff organized. Whew, it's a lot. But luckily, we know that we're going to be in this new house for a long time. So it's a different mindset. I feel good about moving because I'm like, okay, we're staying here. We can settle in. I can decorate. We can, you know, get furniture that actually fits this house. Because I feel like we've been bouncing around so much that we never really put effort into, you know, making our homes like a home and feeling cozy and buying furniture for the space, etc. So I'm excited to do all that stuff. All right, let's get into the episode topic, which is random shit I didn't know about myself until motherhood. I had previously written a blog post about this, uh, so that's what I'm going to go over, just some of the points that I discovered, but then I probably will spend a lot of time um, going over the messages that you guys sent me on Instagram because I love your responses so much. So the first thing for me that I realized when Milo was younger and I was pushing him in the stroller through Toys R Us is that I really don't care when someone else's baby cries. And I'm not saying that I enjoy it, like because nobody wants to hear a baby cry, but I think I was able to make the comparison of, you know, how my body and like my emotions and my mental uh, state feels when Milo cries versus when I hear someone else's child cry. Like when I hear someone else's baby cry, I'm just like, oh, it's a baby. They're crying. Like they always cry. It's no big deal. But then if Milo cries, I have like a mini panic and it's like you just want to do anything to try and get them to stop. Like, does he need water? Does he want a soother? Here, take this toy. Like I can dance. Look, I'm making monkey sounds. Oh, oh, ah, ah. I do not have that response at all when it's someone else's child crying. Uh, I just find that fascinating. When you're in a mall or something and you hear another baby cry, for me anyways, it's almost just like background noise. Like it doesn't affect me at all. If anything, I would feel bad for the parents. I would be like, oh, I know how I feel when my child cries. So I feel for how you're feeling right now. Uh, But that's it. Second thing I realized about myself is that I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I always thought that that was like living the dream if you're a stay-at-home mom. Uh, I don't know why I had that thought. Like, is it what I saw in movies or, you know, how I grew up? My mom was mostly, um, she stayed home with us. So yeah, I don't know. Until I actually had a child and was home and realized what days home with a child is like, I always thought I would want to be a stay-at-home mom. And it turns out that nope. I really don't. And it's never lost on me how different we all are. Some people have to work, they don't have a choice, and they want nothing more than to just be able to stay home with their kids. And then there's some people who have to stay home for whatever reason, and all they want to do is go out and work um, and start a career or whatever it might be. So, you know, we're all different. And that's just something that I realized about myself. I always thought being a stay-at-home mom would be like ideal for myself. And it's not. I, I don't have the desire to do that at all, which is fine. 
Something else I discovered about myself after having a child is that I will leave the house looking like a complete slob. There is this meme that says something along the lines of my pre-baby self would be shocked at what my post-baby self looks like leaving the house. And that is like bang on. Before having Milo, I would always put on at least a little bit of makeup, you know, put an outfit together. Uh, even if it was just like a sporty Lululemon leggings, whatever it was, uh, to go, you know, get some groceries or pick up food or whatever. Um, and now, like, I will leave the house without even brushing my teeth to go drop him off at daycare. I am wearing my old leggings that I wore when I was pregnant that are, like, worn and just completely unbecoming. My hair is always greasy and up in a bun. Like, it's it's crazy that I don't even think twice about going out in public looking like that because I never would have done that before. And I don't know what it is that changes because half the time I am awake like a solid hour before Milo gets up. So it's not like I don't have the time to get ready. I just don't want to do it. I definitely care a lot more about what Milo's outfit is for the day and like is his hair okay? Is he clean? Is his face clean? Um, yeah, it's like all my care about what I look like and my hygiene has been transferred onto Milo and there's none left for myself. But I still do crave, I mean, especially after quarantine and being in the house for so long, I do crave to like have some big event to go to to get super dolled up and wear something really fancy. Like, I really want to do that. I just, like, have nowhere to go. Uh, But maybe one day my husband and I will have somewhere to go. So for now, I just watch, like, Real Housewives um, and watch them get dressed up to go to events. So, So that's what I do. The fourth thing that I noticed about myself, which many of you wrote to me on Instagram, was that I need alone time. Uh, I never would have thought that before, but before I was living alone and well with Muffin um, and I had all the alone time in the world. So you don't really understand how important it is until that is taken away. And since Milo has been born, my alone time usually consists of me watching reality TV on my cell phone in the dark laying in bed. And as soon as I'm tired, I just turn it off, roll over, and fall asleep. And I love that part of my day. It seems so silly, um, but I just, I look forward to it and it's just clearing my head. I'm not, you know, answering messages on Instagram. I'm not checking TikTok. I'm not checking emails. I am completely zoned out and just not using my brain at all and just being entertained and wrapped up in somebody else's life. And something I really noticed when I was in quarantine with Milo is that you are so on all day. You're basically like you're talking in a high-pitched voice. You're very like, you know, exaggerated when you speak and you're entertaining them and you're basically a clown all day. So by the time he goes to bed at night, I would just be like, I want to shut off my body and my brain and I just want to relax and recharge because I'm going to have to do this all over tomorrow. 
This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Something else I discovered about myself is that I really don't like playing with toddlers or kids in general, but I am really good at it. I think people are like, oh my God, she doesn't like playing with toddlers when when they hear that. But no, I don't. I'm an adult and I don't enjoy playing with kid things at all. I I can color for a little bit and and that is okay for me, but... No, I don't enjoy playing with kids or toddlers, um, especially when it's not my own child. Like, no thank you. As Milo is becoming more independent, it's getting a little bit better because um, it's easier to play with him and interact with him. But when he was, you know, just learning to walk and just waddling around, crawling around, trying to put stuff in his mouth and climb things, and you're always worried about them getting hurt, like that was torture for me. I hated that part. Um, but yeah, don't enjoy playing with kids, but I still do it. I'm not, you know, ignoring him. I still interact with him, play with him as much as I can, but I don't enjoy doing it. 
at least not for long periods of time. I mean, when you initially start doing an activity, it's usually fun and exciting and you're excited to see them so happy and excited and, you know, like I'm not a monster, uh, but after a while, it just gets like tedious and I just want to go do something adult-ish. So many of you guys talked about anxiety for things that you discovered about yourselves after becoming a mom. And something that I discovered was that I'm not as anxious as a mom as I expected that I would be because I already, you know, I've had anxiety for years before having Milo and I think I expected it to get worse. Um, Now that's, you know, it should be noted that I do take medication for anxiety, but still, um, I thought that having a child would heighten my anxiety and that I would have issues with it again, but I really didn't notice a difference. If anything, I have anxiety when he wakes up in the middle of the night or, you know, when it's revolved around him sleeping. Uh, I get anxious, but it's a different kind of anxiety. It's not like a general anxiety where I feel like something bad is about to happen. I just, I'm almost like frustrated or irritated and I get upset that he's not sleeping well. I don't even know how to explain it, but I know a lot of people relate because I've talked about this before. But when it comes to like him having tantrums or being fussy, like I'm really able to stay calm and I don't get anxiety over those situations unless it's a few days before my period because I am extremely irritable during those few days and yeah. I will get frustrated, but I do let my husband know like I am insanely irritable and so he can kind of help me and make me feel better during those times where Milo's having tantrums or being a little butt. Number seven, I hate cheesy inspirational quotes. The example I gave in my blog post was, There's no greater gift in life than that of a child, and while the days may seem long, know you are a magical unicorn who can do anything. Please cherish these special moments, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't enjoy quotes like that, and I also feel like they're a little bit harmful and make people feel shitty if they're not, you know, feeling so blessed all the time. Like, yes, we are so lucky to have children. It is an amazing experience. We love our kids so much. Like we would never, you know, choose a life that didn't include them. But it's not all sunshine and roses. There's really difficult times. There's difficult things that people have to get through. Um, And so I hate these quotes that just make people feel shitty for not feeling that, you know, hashtag blessed all the time. And it makes it harder for people to acknowledge that they may be struggling with something, which is also an issue. Um, You know, it makes it makes moms feel like they can't complain or they can't have difficult days because, you know, you're surrounded by all these quotes and um, social media content that is the opposite of what you might be feeling. And it's almost like a hint of like if you don't feel this way, like maybe there's something wrong. And that's not true. Like I would say if you feel that way all the time and you don't have difficult days, maybe there's something wrong. But of course, the glorious thing about social media is that you can choose who you're following and what content you are consuming. So 
I just don't follow accounts like that. Uh, I prefer real life content and, you know, making jokes about difficult situations helps me uh, feel like, you know, we're all going through the same thing. And yeah, being a mom is fucking hard and I don't like things that say otherwise, basically. Something else I discovered about myself is that I really quite enjoy children's music. Um, Sometimes the Wiggles comes on in the car when I'm by myself and I don't even skip to the next song. Uh, Yeah, I love the skeleton scat and I also love Mumbles the Monster. If you watch Sesame Street, like the songs on Sesame Street are actual hits. Like those could be on the top 100 charts for sure. Um, you know, when it's like, hop like an astronaut, hop, hop, hop like an astronaut. Like, those are so good. On Treehouse, they had this show called, I haven't seen it lately, but it's called Shimmer and Shine. Like, the theme song for that show was a number one hit, for sure, on the pop charts. Shimmer and shine, whoa, shimmer and shine. Like, it was so good. Uh, now I just want to do a whole episode of me singing children's songs. But anyways, let's get to the last one on my list, which is that I can definitely live in a messy house. When I lived in apartments and condos by myself or even just with my husband, like I would keep that apartment and condo so clean and so tidy. And I always thought, Like, that's just how I am. Like, I can't be in a messy or unorganized uh, living space. And that is not true. Once I had a baby, everything, like, all that stuff just didn't matter anymore. And what mattered more was things revolving around my child or Milo, because you guys all know his name. Um, Yeah. Like, I'm more concerned about, you know, interacting with him, uh, playing with him, even though I don't love it all the time. Um, Like, doing family stuff, just spending time together as opposed to constantly trying to make the house look a certain way. And even now, I have to stop myself because because we're moving into a new house, I have these super expectations of like, okay, this house, this is the house, like, we're going to stay here. It's going to be perfect. It's going to look like it's out of a magazine. And, you know, like, I have these high expectations of this new house that we're going to be living in. And really, I think to myself, like, Renee, it's going to just end up being how all, like, the last two houses that you've lived in with Milo, it's probably going to be the same thing. Like, wipes and diapers everywhere and, like, sippy cups and toys. And so I need to kind of, like, tone tone down my expectations a little bit. Um, and I mean, I share everything on Instagram. You'll you'll soon see if if I meet those expectations or if the house just ends up looking like a mess. But at least we know we're staying there so we can hang up pictures and I can actually decorate and I won't feel like I'm wasting money if I, you know, want to buy some decor items for this house because we're going to be staying. So I am going to try and make it really cozy and comfortable, but my expectations on it looking like a house out of a magazine unlikely to come to fruition. 
Okay, now I wanted to get into some of the messages that you guys sent me on Instagram, which were so amazing. So the first thing was so many people talked about anxiety. A lot of you talked about increased anxiety after becoming a mom. Um, But there were quite a few that also said their anxiety went down or that they expected to be really anxious and they actually are very calm and don't have anxiety. Someone else had mentioned that their anxiety actually shows up in rage, like the feelings of rage. And I can totally relate to that because while I don't really act out on it, the internal feeling that I have is like rage sometimes. Um, and like you just feel so irritated that it, it literally is like a rage feeling. Another thing that someone said that I can relate to is that they only want one child. So that's something that they realized after having a child, um, which I can relate to as well. I thought I would have at least two or three kids. Um, But yeah, after having Milo and a few months, probably like six months into it, definitely like eight Um, as he got closer to one year old, I realized that I didn't want any more children. Um, yeah. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Something that was really interesting that a lot of people said was that they didn't realize um like the trauma or the difficult childhood that they had had they didn't really 
realize that until they had their own child and became a parent themselves. Along those same lines, someone had said that, you know, they suffered with postpartum depression and I guess receiving help for that made them realize that they had trauma in their past that they needed to work through and heal. And then after getting that help and working through those issues, they now feel like they're the best version of themselves. What a good thing to come from having a child, like doing that work on yourself, which who knows, maybe if they never had the postpartum depression, they wouldn't have sought out help um, and, you know, worked through those things. So that was pretty amazing. Someone else mentioned that when it comes to their child, they will stand up to family members, whereas previously they were more of like a people pleaser. Um, And I think this is probably pretty relatable for most people. Like when it comes to your child, something just comes over you and you will stand up for yourself and um, say no to people and, you know, not be afraid to speak your mind. That's how I feel anyways. (laughs) A lot of people said, and it's funny how a lot of us had like differing views on certain things. So for example... Somebody said they thought that they would be really strict as a mom, but they're actually very laid back. Uh, And then on the opposite side, people thought that they were super laid back and, you know, calm, cool and collected. And once they had a child and became a mom, they ended up actually being very strict and like type A about things um, and not laid back at all. So that was interesting. A lot of people mentioned that they noticed that they are very similar to their own mom uh, with regard to some things, but then also that they are very different from their own mom uh, in some ways. Someone also said that for them, it was very healing to be able to be the kind of parent that they always wished that they had. Um, like super reflective and insightful things that you guys uh, wrote to me. Some funny things that you guys told me was, this was from a few people, they said that they didn't realize how much joy they would find in sucking snot out of their baby's nose. And I can definitely relate to that because, oh, it feels so good when you just get their snot out and then they can breathe clearly. I loved it. And like... Full disclosure, I lost the little filter parts that come with the snot sucker thing and I would still do it. I was like taking the risk that I may get snot in my mouth. It never actually happened, uh, but I was willing to take that risk. A lot of people talked about sleep and another thing that was super interesting is that some people said they were surprised at how much they could function without sleep. And then alternatively, some people said the opposite, that they didn't realize how much they needed sleep or they didn't realize how much of a monster they become or how irritable or stressed out they become if they don't get enough sleep. Um, I can relate to that and I am of the latter because I don't function well without sleep. My husband, like he cannot sleep and like be a superhero the next day. I cannot. I remember just the other day when I had woken up at 4 30 in the morning for whatever reason um, 
I was complaining, of course, and he was like, I, I don't know what it was like I didn't I had a bunch of stuff to do that day and I was like oh but I woke up at 4 30 I don't know if I'm gonna be able to and he was like I wake up at 4 30 sometimes and I go and remove somebody's kidney that day and I was like oh shut up like he's just so different and it appears that we're all very different when it comes to sleep so this also leads into you know how some families are more inclined to go the sleep training route versus others who, you know, may not be as affected by little sleep. So every family is different. And actually on, I think it's this Friday's uh, podcast episode is about sleep, but it's from a different perspective. Um, Kind of the perspective of not sleep training and how that's okay to not sleep train and to just do what feels best for you and your family. So definitely listen to that episode. I thought it was such an interesting conversation. But anyways, back to these things that we all discovered about ourselves after having a child. Somebody said that farting must be genetic. Like that is hilarious. Someone said, I hate cooking. I totally can relate to this. I absolutely hate it. Um, Somebody said that they hate playing. Again, totally relate. Someone said, I don't like other kids, (laughs) which is hilarious. Um, Somebody said they love lists and I am such a list person, like for sure. List of things to do, grocery list, list of these fucking messages that I'm reading out I had to make a list first um yeah what what else do we have here someone was shocked that they could shower in under five minutes like totally um other people mentioned similar to how I don't care what I look like leaving the house anymore a lot of people mentioned how little they actually have to shower or wash their hair um totally And I'll end on this one, which is funny because I think two or three people said this exact same thing. They said they did not know that they would have this instinct to catch their child's vomit in their hand (laughs) instead of just letting it fall on the floor, which like that is hilarious. And yeah, I don't know what that's about, but um, I, I'm probably in the same boat. I haven't had the opportunity to try and catch Milo's vomit, uh, I don't think yet, but if that day does come, I will let you know if my instinct was to catch it in my hand. All right, I am going to end this episode there because I have 400,000 things to do today. Um, I did want to mention that we have the Mom Room Community Facebook group up and running. Uh, you have to answer some membership questions before we will let you into the group, but I'm so happy with how it's been going so far. Everyone is so awesome and you can probably actually know there's a link in the episode notes uh, if you wanted to join that community of moms. Um, and other than that, I think that's it for today. If you don't already follow me, I'm on TikTok and Instagram at the.mom.room. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening and rate and review. Thank you guys so much and I hope your child sleeps tonight or your children, child or children. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.